Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to SvenFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Yeah, let's talk about some motherfucking football. Week six is in the books, man. It was a fun week. I, I've got my finger on the pulse of the league, I believe. Uh, right now, because your boy, I got to brag, 13 and 2. I wish we, a week we didn't bet. A week we didn't bet. I didn't have time to bet. I was working my ass off, man. I didn't and a know. Week, and a week with this many upsets is even more impressive. Than right. You. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was 13 and 2, and I got so much more respect for you. I, I mean, I have respect for you already, but I've never been a part of like a production like that that I was mm. on. It's so much shit going on, bro. You do you directing stuff? I was like empathizing with the director. I'm just at times I was looking around. I was like, all right, I'm gonna just be cool, like look cool, like as if I'm composed. But Mm. holy shit, there's so much going on. It's a lot of moving parts. Uh, Yeah, and especially when you consider, you know, when you go from the development process to the actual filmmaking process, those two universes could not be more different because Mm. in the development process, you spend a lot of time alone uh, working and crafting and writing. And, and then when it's time to actually make it, it turns into like full on like chaos. (laughs) Like there's like people all over the place and shit happening and you're on a time schedule and it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then it was like, I don't. All I know is the parts that I was uh, privy to, mm. but apparently it's like a there a bunch of other stuff and different stories. It sounds like it's. It seems like it's going to be like like a series of commercials. You know what I mean? Instead of just one commercial, it seems like they shot like a series of commercials that right. are, are going to run. So I want. I'm interested to see how it ties together. How was uh? How was Barcelona? Barcelona. I don't know, bro. No, I, <laughs> the first couple nights I got to hang out. It was cool, man. I went out. Um, we did an episode. Thankfully, we could do the uh, the Thursday night bet, but we did an episode, and then after that, I went out. I took a little nap one night, uh-huh. and then went out afterwards, and it was cool. The, that the, how, how the city comes alive at so late. Such a great city. So cool. It has personality, man. And we've talked about the lack of personality in other cities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Stockholm. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, so it was dope, man. It was cool to be a part of it. So much respect for what you do, man. Um, I don't know how you do it, bro. I'm sort of stuck in it at this point. <laughs> I, I don't have any other viable skills to switch to. 
Man, uh, but yeah, I, I wish I could have seen that guy get fucking. He said, they, apparently, he said, "You got one more chance." What do you know? What he did? He that... couldn't uh, say a line or something. Oh wow! He couldn't. I've been uh... on set with guys like that, where they just their brain. If I say anything four or five times in a row, it's pretty much locked in my head, like song lyrics. So I always find it mm. a little weird when so when I meet somebody who's like pursuing an acting career and it's like I mean learning your lines is Yeah. That's No, he just couldn't deliver it. Right. Because he was given like he had me kind of ad lib or he was like ad lib and stuff mm. and like try this, try that, try that. And I was just doing that. And uh I think it was some language barrier stuff or cultural barrier stuff too in there. A lot of Scandinavians <laughs> in the <their> production. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. That's, That's what happens when you hire Swedes to pretend to be Americans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. not allowed to say too much, but there was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you don't got to say nothing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but it was a it was a fun experience. Just uh, I never done anything like that, so it was cool. That's dope. Yeah, um, yeah. Now I need to write down where I need to edit out that. <laughs> Some stuff I said, and we're good. <laughs> but uh, football, man, what'd you think about this week? Crazy week. It was a crazy week. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it was, there were so many upsets and so many like unexpected performances. Um, you know, thankfully, the Falcons delivered by doing exactly what you thought they would do uh, with a disappointing loss, which we'll get to. That's one of the ones minute. I got wrong. One of the two that I got wrong was Falcons. And Whatever. the other one was uh, Jets. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. We'll get to that. But the other team that continued to not know how to play football was the Denver Broncos, only managing to <laughs> score eight points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you at least? Who only scored. Pitch? And I know, and the Chiefs only scored nineteen themselves. This is a crazy. That's crazy. They would have. They would have won. They would have lost last year too. <laughs> Remember, they had to get yeah. you, get you to score eighteen. No, would have lost nineteen eighteen. <laughs> I didn't realize this, but the Broncos are. They now are zero and sixteen against the Kansas City Chiefs. Damn, says Mahomes. It goes. It goes all the last time they Reed. beat the Chiefs was. Was when Alex Smith was the quarterback. For the oh Chiefs. shit! Crazy. Yo, that is crazy. The, That's some crazy shit. It's starting to get to where every week we get to remove another excuse and scapegoat from Sean Payton. Mm, I agree. It was Russell Wilson, but he's having a you know all things considered middle of the pack season of quarterbacks. <laughs> It was Vance Joseph. They held the Kansas City Chiefs to 19 points. You know what I mean? It's like, what's left? Is it is it Sean Payton? It was Nathaniel Hackett at the beginning of the year who had this chaotic thing that he's got to fix, and he's looking worse than Nathaniel Hackett right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, for the Chiefs, this wasn't, wasn't really about Andy Reid or Mahomes. It was really more about their defense just coming out whooping ass. Yeah. Um, the defensive dominance started – right out of the gate as the Broncos most successful drive in the first half went a total of 34 yards. God. Wilson had <laughs> only 37 passing yards in the first two quarters and threw 
one of his two interceptions in the mm. first quarter. <laughs> Bron- Broncos defense finally showed up. They were uh, pretty good in the red zone, okay. um, forcing the Chiefs to kick mm-hmm. field goals instead, yeah. of, instead of scoring touchdowns. But unfortunately, they showed up on a night where the offense just fell flat on its face. Yeah. Um, nine play, 34-yard drive where the Broncos turned the ball over on downs to start the game. I mean, after that, they went interception, punt, 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 interception, punt, punt, touchdown. Yay. Oh, my God. Fumble, ball game over. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. It's crazy very dis- to give up. Like, Mahomes going 30 for 40. Hmm. One touchdown. And that's the only. You know what I mean? And you still lose that game when they only get. <laughs> you're holding them to four field goals. That's crazy. Yeah. And still yeah. lose the game. Maybe I, it means the Chiefs' defense is good. That's what we've been waiting on for a while. Like this, if this defense gets good, and they can ride that wave, and then as they figure this offense out, it seems like they're still trying to adjust. I think losing B enemy is evident that there's that chemistry is like getting rebuilt with this receiver core being different. If the defense holds it down until then, it's going to be scary in December. Yeah, that, and also, like I said last week, I think Pacheco is the real difference maker this year. Oh yeah, for them, like he kind of gives them a chance to win games in a in a way that we're not used to watching the Chiefs. Yeah, win games. Um, so you know, I mean, you know, for a team like the Chiefs, who you kind of, I mean, you expect them to go to the playoffs, you expect them to have a deep run. You know, for them, September and the beginning of October just feels like like a trial run. You know, yeah. like we're yeah. just we're just getting heated up. Just wait. We'll and you know you got the trade deadline coming up. I I'd be surprised if the Chiefs are not involved in some kind of deal. You think uh, so? To, yeah, I think they're going to pick up a wide receiver of some kind. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of guys on the market for sure. So so we'll see. Um, oh, what's next? Speaking of receivers, London. London. <clears throat> speaking of receivers, the Baltimore Ravens receivers finally figured out how to catch the football. <laughs> uh, they had a terrible week last week. I need a sound. Um, sergeant, 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 Segway. Sergeant, <laughs> uh, Ravens beat the Titans 24 uh, to 16, and they pulled this one out despite a dreadful day going only one for six inside the red zone. This was a frustrating game to watch. I was watching this on set. It was. And I was mm. just like, me and another guy, he was a, an actor who's actually into football. And so we're just sitting there watching this thing. And I'm just like, Tannehill, man, it might be time to hang it up. Yeah. I mean, luckily for them, he he got injured. So, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, and I, I mean, I, I, I say that I don't say that to be disrespectful, and I don't wish, you know, physical harm on anyone. Um, but sometimes the football gods do you a favor. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like because it's not like they were really, they were never probably going to bench him in any real significant way unless they right. had to. They weren't going to try something new unless they were forced, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Are they in a 2022 Atlanta situation? I think so. I would I would put it that way. 
Um, unfortunately for them, I think they made some very – I mean, we got to see Malik Willis in this game, and he's not mm-hmm. – Ain't it? I mean, Tannehill got sacked twice. Malik Willis got sacked four times in this game. He's out there running around with his hair on fire for his life, basically. Yeah. Um, and I have had the pleasure of watching Will Levis as a college football player. Mm-hmm. Um, he played for Kentucky. Um, he's He was one of those guys, you know, there are teams in college football, you know, t- typically everybody plays a lot of shitty teams. And mm. the thing with Will Levis was like, oh, my God, this guy's really amazing. He's good. And then all of a sudden he would go up against a good team. Mm. Georgia Bulldogs, not my fault. Um, and he'd look average as fuck. Um, so I don't expect him. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. He he might be one of those guys. Um, but he feels to me. He feels like he's gonna. He's closer to a um, to a Sam Darnold than a Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like he's. Uh, I, I don't yeah. expect him to be a good quarterback. Uh, so it's um, gonna be another Tannehill situation. <clears throat> But uh, Tannehill gave you uh, – it's frustrating watching that dude, man. His pocket through, presence is the worst. Through through six weeks, this dude has thrown two touchdown passes and six interceptions. That's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> He's got to st- step down. He needs to um, step down. Bend the knee. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens, I'll say this. They, I mean, they obviously, Zay Flowers um, had a good mm-hmm. game. Um, I think he scored – yeah, he's. I think he scored his first touchdown. Um I happen to think, look, the Ravens are, they have this, they're in this offense where they're transitioning away from being a run heavy offense, trying to make Lamar a more effective pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to think that they will eventually figure out the balance that they're trying to find. It, 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 it's just going to take a little more time to sort of put their finger on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because in some cases, especially in those red zone situations, it's like, oh my god, it's like, it, it, it's like second and goal from the two mm-hmm. yard line. Yeah. Don't can overthink you, it. Can we just not? Can we? Can we remember that Lamar Jackson is is like shifty as fuck and just have him dance into the end zone? Like, yeah. come on, like I get it, I get what you're trying to do, but yeah. come on, like, not right now, not right now. Like, really, just do this. Come shit. on, son, the fuck yeah. out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> but hopefully they'll hopefully yeah. they'll start to figure this thing out. Um, either Speaking way, of figuring went, this thing out. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many things that they need to figure out. I never, I never, I never like doubted Arthur Smith as much as this watching this game. Like I took my time so, to 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 go through it. Yeah. Mm, mm. It's really starting to wear me down. I I yeah. had asked, I asked the football god, gods for one week with a comfortable, convincing Falcons victory, a drama-free week of mm. football. And either because the football gods don't exist or they do exist and they feel the need to punish me for some reason, I did not get my wish. This did not happen. Um the commanders played very smart football to start the game coming mm-hmm. off an embarrassing ass whooping yeah. uh, against the bears the previous week. I feel like their opening game script was perfect. Um, a, a lot of short passes, but they were moving the ball four or five yards at a time. Uh, They're trying the to protect Sam Howell from himself. 
Yeah, exactly. And the defense uh, obviously did a really good job of stopping the run game, the Falcons mm-hmm. run game. Yeah. That being said, Falcons did too, though. That being said, we had three chances. Yep. To win this game. Yep. And in Your all defense three, kind of stepped up, bro. Yeah, the defense was great. Yeah. And and in all three of those chances, <laughs> both Desmond Ritter and Coach Arthur Smith kind of fucked us in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ritter threw a pick right out of the half that led to a commander's touchdown. So that didn't help. But after the defense held held him to 32 total yards and forced the commanders to punt four times, with all those chances to win the game, we scored a touchdown but failed on the, the two-point conversion. Yeah. Uh Ritter threw his second pick of the game in the end zone, an absolute beach ball type throw yeah. right to the Washington defender. Like you feel um, like a punt. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a little five yard punt into the end zone, <laughs> and then we turned the ball over on downs. And just to make sure mm. that we were going to lose this game, Ritter came out and threw his third and final <laughs> pick of the game. Um, Arthur Smith's face. Every time it's so annoying. And when you look at the team, like what's even worse is if you, if you go to the page where you can look at the team stats, Mm. you just can't really understand why we lost this game. We beat them 25 to 13 in first downs, uh, 23 to 36 in time of possession. Uh, and we beat them 402 to 193 in total yards. Given all of these stats, you give the you give these stats to ninety percent of the teams in the NFL, and this spells a complete and utter blowout victory. But for the Falcons, it, it, all it equals is a big fat fucking L. Yeah, but the three turnovers to zero is the most important stat right there. Giving them short field, you know what I mean. Giving them yeah. points. Yeah, and, and and our turnover situation has become like a real issue all of a sudden. Because when you look back to week one, Jesse Bates got two picks in week one. Since then, we have not generated another turnover while also managing to turn the ball over 10 times. Wow. This is how you lose football games that you should actually be able to win. Um, I I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really... I feel like there were some questionable play calls. I don't completely understand why he decided to go for two after scoring a touchdown. I would understand yeah. it if there wasn't a lot of time left on the clock. Mm. Like, and you had to do it. I mean, but at that point, you still yeah. had most of the fourth quarter to go. Um, then you it was not a very good to go for two later to tie. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a very good play call. Yeah. You, you know, we get down in, into, you know, to the two yard line and then we get a, we get a delay of game, which which is what happened before Ritter threw the end zone interception. Mm. So it's like, I mean, you're right there. All you got to do is fucking give it to Tyler Algier. And before that was like a crazy ball. overthrow or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was not a, a game and then an interception. <laughs> it was there was a there was a lot of blame to there was a lot of blame to go around in this game. I, by all accounts, you know, Arthur Smith is last I saw, he's still expressing faith in Desmond Ritter. I I don't. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where he, he, he looks at Sam Howell and he realized not Sam Howell. What am I talking about? 
uh, Taylor Heineke, who's the backup. I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm kind of back where we were before. You know what I mean? It's like, can I just at least see Taylor Heineke Heineke? in this offense? (laughs) Can I, I, like, I'm not sitting here. The backup quarterback turns into the guy. I I don't think I'm not sitting here, you know, claiming that we're going to go to the Super Bowl with Taylor Heineke, but I just, I've seen enough Desmond Ritter to know that I don't want to see any more of it. Yeah. Damn, man. Uh, we got a Vikings victory, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vikings victory. Uh, and, Barely. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Vikings victory. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> the Vikings beat the Bears 19 to 13. Uh, I was a little worried about this one. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but then Justin Fields goes. Is he going to be out for a while? Justin Fields is going to be out for a little while. Apparently, he, he dislocated has thumb, right? dislocated his thumb on his throwing hand, and I don't know um, how, how aware most of our listeners are, but the the thumb is like it's why we're running shit. Yeah, you know man. what I mean. Yeah. It's why we humans are out here running shit. Yep, it's important. Without this thumb, yeah. We would not be running shit, okay? We'd be Damn, in the jungle. And shit. Yeah, we'd be in the jungle fucking, you know, not running shit. We'd be out there <laughs> running for our lives, you know? But now we got this thumb and we're out here building shit and we're taking over the world. Um, but so, uh, yeah. Tyson Baggins, who would have who called that sighting? Right. Tyson Bagent, apparently, is, is how you is pronounce it. It took yeah. me like, it took me about a half an hour to figure out how to pronounce his name. I was like, what? What? Because they didn't say it. I didn't hear him say his name when he came in. So all I had was like the back of his jersey. Yeah. And I was like, Tyson Bag- Bagnet? Bagnet? <laughs> so we decided, me and Isak just said, called him Tyson Baguette for the rest <laughs> of the night. Uh, and then I and then I heard his name later. I was like, "Oh, Bajan. Okay, right on, man." Yeah, he was. Time, yo, in the I didn't know Fields carried it eight times in the time he was in the game. He had eight mm-hmm. rushes mm-hmm. and ten mm-hmm. passes. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Well, they were kind of running for their lives, uh, to be yeah. honest, because the Vikings defense had probably one of their better games of the year. Oh, they yeah. sacked Fields four times, and eventually, yeah. obviously, they sacked him out of the game. This was the uh, Flores, like, young quarterback playbook, man. Just yeah. throw a bunch of chaos at him, confuse him, and Justin Fields seems like the perfect one to do this on. I thought about it before the game. Like, he's going to be – he's going to throw all types of exotic stuff at this guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they eventually tuned him up. And, I mean, the defense is essentially why they – not only the way they played throughout the game, but also, I mean, they they – they had a sack strip fumble that got scooped up and taken to the house for right. what is essentially the game winning uh touchdown. So yeah, Flores was licking his chops when he saw Tyson Bajan come into the game. He was like, <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah. Shit. He's like, I've been up, zero. I, I've been I've been losing sleep all week over Justin Fields. I'm about to eat me some Tyson Bajan. Let's go. Talk about giving a <laughs> shitty defense confidence. A game like <laughs> exactly. this, man. Yeah. I mean this this is a much 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 needed victory yeah. for the Minnesota Vikings. Um 
But I say this, if this is what the Justin Jefferson-less Vikings look like, uh, yeah, you can count me out. I don't need to see much more of this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mention that. He was out, and this was, it was some tough sledding for them. Uh-huh. And we were sure. talking about that when we were looking at this game. Like, mm, man, he, he might not play. If he don't play, they might lose to the Bears. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll see if, if Justin Fields comes back. Uh, then uh, another low-scoring game where a defensive coordinator goes nuts. Bengals versus mm. Seahawks, man. Anarumo, he's back, baby. 17-13, to 13, Bengals win. Yeah, this is an ugly game. Gutsy yeah. win. Burrow had two touchdowns. Shout out to pick. Black Baker. <laughs> yeah. Gino had probably <laughs> one of his worst games that we've seen in a while. Um. 27 for 41, 323 yards, no touchdowns and two picks. Uh, coming off the bye, the, the Seahawks did not look very good in their own building, um, primarily because of what you said, Big Lou. Big, Big Lou in this and this Cincinnati defense, he had a Muhammad, four sacks, two picks, eight tackles yeah. for a loss, 13 QB hits. They were living on top of Geno Smith all night long. Um, and, you know, even though this was not a particularly attractive football game, um, I would say that this is a very positive sign for the Bengals that yeah, they could learned a lot. They could crawl out of a game like this with a win. Tells me that the this potential turning point in their season in a more positive direction feels it feels very real to me right now. And we saw um, Joe Burrow moving around. Yep. He was like getting around a little bit, a little scramble here and there, you know, a couple couple uh two two attempts, four yards, pff, killer. No, but he was moving around in the pocket. Yeah. Uh doing his thing. He looked a lot more comfortable. And uh I mean, it's not like he lit up the uh the stat sheet, but looking at him, he looked comfortable and they pulled it out. Yeah, I mean, the second half of this game was basically a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. On both sides, yeah. Um, they, you know, both teams only managed to to kick a field goal in the second half, um, and the defenses were just they just stood up and said, "Nope, no more. This is over. We run this." Um, uh, speaking of run this, you you run well, for, before. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, before we move on from this I'm game, talk shit. I'm about to talk shit, Skip. <laughs> before we move on from this game, I want to shout out. To Bengals rookie, okay, out of Princeton, Andre Yosivash, catching his first NFL touchdown on his birthday. Okay, I when he caught this touchdown, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I look him <laughs> up. This dude is born in Japan. Oh wow! He he grew up in Hawaii. His mother is Filipino. His Damn. father is Romanian, and his teammates call him. The Romanian Rocket. Wow. This is a next level nickname. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm telling T Higgins, to walk, T Higgins needs to look out for him because Andre Yosivash is getting ready to take his job. Ooh, watch out for that Romanian Rocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sounds like a United Nations baby. Mm-hmm. But he's all, all mixed up. Uh, you chickened out. I did. You didn't believe in yourself, man. 
I didn't. That's one thing I learned as an air traffic controller. You got to believe in your decisions, man. Have conviction. And you didn't, Skip. And that's why. <laughs> you, you know, got, you, you knew it. You knew it in your gut. That the I Browns did. But you know, the 49ers. I knew it in my gut, but I have to say that, you know, my, my anti Kyle Shanahan take uh, has not been aging well throughout mm-hmm. the season. Um, and I, that's, I think that's the reason I was like, you know what? I'm just turning into one of these assholes who just makes picks against mm-hmm. people he hates. So okay. that's kind of what made me back out of it. Okay. I get um, it. You didn't, you were worried about the agenda, man. But they were, I mean, they, as much as they were good, they were lucky too, because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Brock Purdy with, with only a minute and change left in the game, no McCaffrey, no Depot, Depot Samuel. I mean, he did everything he needed to do to snatch a hard fought victory away from the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that's this final drive, nine plays, 63 yards, um, and then the rookie 49ers kicker, Jake Moody, slices the kick wide right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and the unbeatable, the supposedly unbeatable 49ers <laughs> brock, uh, dropped their first game of the season. I, I, it's Brock's I, as first, much as I, first loss, regular season loss. The, and he threw his first interception of the season, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, yeah, it was his first one of the season, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's what happens when you throw all screens. Ooh. that's true i mean obviously like we said this is 100 percent on the browns defense pj walker standing again for the injured deshaun watson jim schwartz man only made this effort more heroic to be honest Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i I, again like i said i i I thought this was possible um Mm -hmm. We hadn't seen the 49ers go into a game that felt like a bare knuckle fist fight. There was damn near a bare knuckle fist fight at the beginning of the game. There was a fight oh, in yeah. the pregame, which is kind yeah. of fascinating. It's like, uh oh. And um, it's AFC versus NFC. You don't normally have a beef like that in a season like that, but they were ready, yeah. man. Broncos was like, no, no, this ain't this ain't that type of game, man. I mean, the loss itself more or less means nothing. No, nothing. However, what they lost in the process is what they need to be really concerned about about yep. McCaffrey left this game with an oblique injury. Debo left with an injury to his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all pro left tackle. Trent Williams also Williams, got banged yeah. up in this game. He came back. Um, yeah, but uh, there, there are reports that he's, he left the facility on a, with a walking boot. Oh no. Uh, so we're not sure about that. Ayuk did a great job filling in for Debo as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but when McCaffrey left, the run game was more or less non-existent. Um, historically injuries, um, are always how it starts to unravel for the 49ers. We've talked about this before, how they are kind of historically one of the most injury prone teams in the league. I don't know. Maybe that's coaching. I wouldn't, (laughs) I, 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 it's above my pay grade. I wouldn't be able to, I'm just floating that out there. And let it Um, not be forgotten that PJ Walker tried his best to throw this game away. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck, man? That one throw at the end when he was like scrambling and then he threw the ball instead of like slide, let the run clock run out and threw it to a 49ers player. Hmm. Like almost threw the game away. And uh, yeah, it was really, really dumb. But yeah, he was bad. 18 for 34, 192 yards, no touchdowns and two picks. I mean, it's like, oof. Quick question. Why was Deshaun Watson out there? I I don't know what to make of this because so he, he injured his shoulder a couple weeks ago, and last week 
Stefanski said that Deshaun Watson was medically cleared to play. And then surprisingly, he did not play. Um, so I don't know. It's a little curious. There seems to be the messaging seems to be a little off. So I, it's kind of hard to know what's really going on here. More on that later. Uh, one thing we haven't mentioned that I wanted to bring up is that uh, uh, a Hall of Fame, if not already with his jacket, is going to have his jacket. Mm. Small guy, easy to root for. Steve Smith Sr. Mm. had some words about another player. I meant to put it in. We talked about that game already. But I want to mm. go back and talk about that real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Steve priceless. Smith Sr., Talking about Jared Judy and <laughs> on the air. And he's, I mean, he got all up in his feelings, but here we go. I'm going to put it on. Uh, he got a different reaction. I called out to him because I, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. Just a guy. When just I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His okay. response, Mike Ra, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's mm-hmm. I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was, a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right. And then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you're a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89... I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and ask him, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically. Can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Oh man, that was cold blooded. It's, <laughs> it's cold blooded. Cold blooded, yeah. yeah, man. Hey, 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 he's one of the realest dudes, man. And it's, he not somebody you want to run up on either. You know no. what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do, Jared Judy. Just play well, and he did not. No. So um, I don't know. I just had to. I just had to run that I, out there. I couldn't. I let thought it was really. Go by without that. I also thought it was really cool how in the day it felt like as the day went on and also the day after you could see like everyone within the NFL media sphere, Mm -hmm. like going out of their way to defend Steve Smith for, for what he said. Why Uh, not? Yeah. Like why can't he say that? Prove him wrong. Yeah. Prove him wrong, yeah. man. And uh, it was it was definitely one of the greatest shots of the weekend for sure. It was hot. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't let it go by without that. Uh, Speaking of hot, I have a question. <laughs> I yeah. have a question. Yeah. Can you describe, mm. by way of some type of comparison, mm-hmm. what 
does it feel like being a fan of a football team where you know you're probably going to score 30 points in every game? What does that feel like? <laughs> it feels fantastic. Fantastic. I, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the game like live the whole time. I was trying to like hop onto my phone when I could. Uh, and then I finally got to watch it back and was not concerned when we were down 14-0. to zero. So I was like, be all right. Be all right. That might not yeah. be the best thing, but we'll be all right. And 35 points in a row later. <laughs> and the only reason they got 21 is because Mike White came in. Mike A. White. <laughs> this is a great stat line. Mike White comes in because they're like, this game's over. Yeah. Mike White goes zero for one. <laughs> one interception. No, no touchdowns. Obviously, no touchdown, yeah. uh, one interception. Four that touchdowns. was also a, was also a pick six. Yeah, so that means the uh, defense held them to fourteen, and yeah, they woke up and did what they had to do, man. Raheem Mostert. They were like, you know what? We got to take a little break from A Chan. He's hmm. uh he's got to let that knee heal up. Mostert was like, I got this. Comes yeah. out doing this thing, dropping 115 on them. Scores Just three touchdowns. Good, yeah. Uh, I Tyreek left this game at one point. Everyone was like, oh, shit, he's got a hamstring injury. <gasps> What's going to happen? Apparently, it was just it was a cramp. cramp. Yeah. He went into the locker room, got an IV, came out, and scored a touchdown and still had a 163-yard day on six That catches. was a dime. That throw. Yeah. Two yeah. was out here just willing and dealing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Tyreek, another 100. So what's he on pace for, man? He's <laughs> He averaged 27 yards, uh, 21 for 31. He's on pace for like 14,000 re- receiving <laughs> yards or some shit. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it was, it was wild. My boys did what they had to do. Beat up a tomato can and uh, doubled their points. Covered the spread, all that stuff, man. 42 to 21. Bryce, Bryce Young continued to struggle. Yeah. Uh, he got sacked four times in this game. He holds onto the ball too long. He's a tiny yeah. little miniature human being that just di- literally disappears as the pocket starts to collapse around him. Yeah. Um, the biggest surprise of the Panthers for me this year is Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's back. He's back and fresh now. This guy was like a, you know, wide receiver two in Minnesota last year. And everyone was like, ah, he's too old. He's out. Trade him. Now he's like their wide receiver one, yeah. which I guess in some ways should make you a little concerned. Yes. Adam, Thiel- Adam Thielen should probably not be the best receiver on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to him. I mean, he, you know, great job by him. He's out there balling. Um, but the Panthers, there's a lot of news coming up about the Panthers. There's mm. – th- Things are things are shaky in Carolina. Okay, I bet, I bet we we talked about that coaching hire was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. their guy. They had their guy who's over there doing wonderful things in San Francisco right now, taking over the reins uh, as a defensive mm. coordinator. Just saying, they had their guy. Uh, that mm. Dolphins interior, Zach Sealer and and uh, Christian Wilkins. It's just like two big men doing what they do, man. It's dope. Mm. Uh, not no more to say about that. Glad for my Dolphins. Uh, glad for another victory. On to the Eagles. Hmm. Big test. Hmm. Uh, next game. Eagles. Uh, no, I'm saying. Oh yeah, that'll that, be that's interesting. Miami's next game is the Eagles. That's gonna Ooh. be a Shit. good game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good. But the uh, Jaguars played the Colts. 
They did. And they did what they were supposed to do. 37 to 20. Look, the Jags kind of fucked around a little bit and let the Colts yeah. score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but make no mistake, this was, yeah. a, this was a blowout. Yeah. Um, Minshew had a rough day Man. back in his old office going 33 for 55, 329 yards. 55 only one touch- throws, bro. Oh, I guess when you get yeah. behind like that, yeah. Yeah, only one touchdown, but he did have three picks, and he also fumbled the ball away. <laughs> Shout out to um, Minshew. <laughs> T-Law and his associates were rolling, mm-hmm. uh, especially Travis Etienne. He had two rushing touchdowns on the day. Um, nobody really pops off the stat sheet that much, but that's because the Jags were working with a short field short all field. day long because of yeah. all the turnovers. Yeah. Bad news is that T-Law suffered some kind of a leg or knee injury late in the game, and it remains to be seen Oof. like how serious it really is. Um, it's he starting in to London look like, too, man. He had it's little... start, yeah, it's starting to look like he might be unlikely to play this this coming week. Um, Uh-oh. So It's time for the Titans I, to make that move, huh? I do not know who their backup is. I don't even know who their backup is. is. Uh I have no idea. Um, the Colts, for whatever reason, seem to have a very hard time winning down in Duval County, having dropped their last eight or nine. That game was in Duval? Yeah. Okay. I think they've lost their last nine games in Jacksonville. Damn. They're going to London. They're going to be the London team. I was thinking about it the other day. I was Who? like, I think Jacksonville going to be the London Jaguars or <laughs> some shit. I, th- I was thinking about how you do it, adding eight teams, because they would have to add eight teams, mm-hmm. which would be crazy, have fucking 40 teams in a league. But uh, I was thinking an NFC London team and an AFC London team might be the way to go. Mm-hmm. And maybe Or maybe four European teams, like NFC, AFC, two of each in Germany and London. That's four of them. And then you got... Jacksonville is uh, you have to add a, a team because the Jaguars are being London, so you put another team in Jacksonville, an expansion team in St. Louis. You know what I mean? And then we need two mm. more in the state somewhere. Mm. I think could, yeah, I think work, you you could probably put one. Oh, uh, I said you could St. Louis. Put, you could put one in London and maybe one in I don't know what's bigger, Manchester or Liverpool. That would be kind of cool. Oh yeah, then you could um, put one in Canada. Why not have a Toronto football team? Why not? You know what I mean? Um, or yeah, uh, got to put them in, in a dome. It's too cold up there. Uh, yeah, you could put them in a dome, or you could have you a Green Bay type of home field advantage. Oof, it gets cold as hell up there. <laughs> but I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Uh, we could talk about it maybe mm-hmm. in the off season or something. Make our our because we always tell the NFL what to do and they listen. So. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Saints came to Texas, to Texas and got that ass... <laughs> Got that ass smacked. I noticed a lot of Saints fans in that crowd, too. And they went home sad. It's pretty close. I mean, it's not a very – from New Orleans to Houston is – No, I know. I was thinking about that. A couple too. hours drive. Great job by the rookie, C.J. Stroud, picking yeah. himself up off the mat after losing to the Falcons, only to turn around and do us a huge favor by beating our rival New Orleans Saints. Thank you for that. He threw his um, first pick of the season. He did. Yeah, bad, he was not. <clears throat> he was not great, but he was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, this one goes to the Texans. Thirteen defense. for twenty-seven is woo. You are yeah. trash. Well, just that stat line. <laughs> yeah, for me, this is all about the Texans' defense. They yes. only sacked Carr twice, but they were forcing him to make bad decisions the yeah. entire game. Um, they also basically eliminated the Saints' run game. Um, the secondary got exposed a couple of times on deep shots, but ultimately mm. they only gave up one touchdown. And this rookie kicker for the Saints, who mm. you know, um, it, it almost Groupie. got thrown out of the arena for not having his, you know, his they, ideas, they credentials. He, a, he didn't have his credentials. They thought he was a fan. They should probably think about throwing him out of the building for real. I would he missed two field goals in this <laughs> yeah, game. He a couple two. of chip shots too, short yeah. ones. Like really yeah. short ones. Like a yeah, 30 I couldn't believe yard one. Yeah. One looked like an extra point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so they, uh D'Amico, man, he's looking good, man. First year with yeah. this uh, with this with this team that was at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, they've already surpassed their win total from last year, so Yeah. Which is, you know, low bar, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like last year they they had a different, like, philosophy. In an ideal world, you don't want a loss. That's you true. You want to win, but <laughs> if you can't get the win, and, you know, sometimes you sell for the time. A lot of football left to go and see. Nice to nice to move on from that philosophy. <laughs> that was really dumb. Uh, then the Patriots, woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> They scored more than three points. <laughs> oh, it's so good that they suck and my team is good right now. The Patriots out here look embarrassing themselves. Don't. Mac Jones, seriously? 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 <laughs> oh, are, you, are you kidding He's me? He's so bad. He's so I feel bad like, right now. I, I feel like. Uh, uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? <laughs> but they look so bad, man. And And. The Raiders are three and three. Who saw that coming? Who saw the Raiders being three and three right now? Nobody really. Um, I mean, this image of Bill Belichick at the end of the game throwing his tablet on the ground is like is like one of my new favorite things. Um, I mean, this is a game that you. It, I mean, Jimmy G. After throwing a touchdown and a pick, Jimmy G. Left this game with a back injury. Right, mm. um, yeah. and then they bring on Brian Hoyer, and they still can't figure out a way to beat these Raiders. 
Yeah, and Hoyer does it. It's like he was like, we will we will take all our old Patriots and beat you with them. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, I think it's really kind of funny that Jacoby Myers mm-hmm. uh, was the only one to catch a touchdown yeah. um, in this game. Of course, how could you possibly forget when he was with the Patriots last year, this lateral that he threw to Chandler Jones, who then <laughs> stiff-armed Mac Jones into the center of the earth. Uh, that was like one of the greatest plays uh, yes. of the year last year. He was already a Raider. Um, <laughs> but the Raiders next game is against the Bears who right. probably won't have Justin Fields then they play the, the Lions it's probably an L and then they play the Giants so they could be 5 and 4 nobody yeah. saw that coming also like how many times do you see a game where it basically ends on a safety I mean how <laughs> funny was that I mean like just to add insult to injury yeah. Yeah. you know I mean mm. How long does Mac Jones have, man? I, I heard going into this game that he was on a pretty short leash, so I, I don't know. It might be over. He's looking. He looks like nobody has confidence in him. Not even Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's like damn. I think it's. It feels like a complete teardown in New England at this point. I don't know what to say. I wonder if uh, if Caleb will come out of college to play for the Patriots. <laughs> My how the mighty. He had a rough game this weekend. Oh, did he? They they finally lost. He threw a bunch of picks. Oh, see? Uh, He better come on out of there. He talking that shit. Yeah. Better come on out of there. You You better get out while you can, brother. Fuck around, find out. Uh huh. Uh, Yeah. Then we had the Bucks, who um, did only half of them show up to the game. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) They wore their creamsicle. And uh, White Baker showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Threw a pick on the first throw of the game. (laughs) But they still, I mean, shout out to the unheralded but deserving Lions defense. Seriously. Mm. They've been, Mm. they they held it down on the Chiefs already this year. And then they clamped down on the, I mean, it's not like the Bucks are like this crazy offense, but the Lions ain't getting. Last year they were letting everybody run over them, mm-hmm. and this year they're holding teams down, and they only needed twenty points. They should. They only needed seven points to win this one, but they they didn't have to put up forty. They put up twenty no. and win the game. Handily. Yeah, it's great. Bucks defense played really well too. They made the Lions work for it. The yeah. first half was a real slog for the most part. Yeah. Um, and a bit costly for the Lions too. They lost David Montgomery early. In this oh, one, yeah. to some kind of a rib injury, I think. Was it ribs? Oh, he kind of fell on the ball, and his arm, it looked like it could have been shoulder too. Uh, so the Lions essentially did what they do. They they leaned on on the Sun God Himself, Mister Amon Ra St. Brown, twelve yes. for one hundred twenty four, yeah. touchdown, uh, averaging just over ten yards per catch. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jameson That's... Williams finally had a big catch in this one too. Touchdown. Man, that was like, uh oh, Josh Reynolds. Like they're mm. a receiver core. Mm. They could are we should we go ahead and put a little Super Bowl bet on these guys? It, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because yeah, I've been thinking about that. They I've might, been thinking about they that. They might fucking Dan Campbell, huh? Mm. We were talking that shit. I don't have much more to say about that game. I'm ready to 
keep it moving if you are. If you, unless you I love how they shut out. They they sh- they they really took it to the box in those creamsicle uniforms. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I, I like the uniforms. To be honest with you, I I, I I like the way they look, but I especially like how they remind me of of how bad they used to be when that was their main mm. uniform. Yeah. Uh, scoring only six points in the cream sickles to me that's what you called like a real layered approach to your throwback history vibes i like it <laughs> i'm here for it oh man it's like let's wear these uniforms and also suck <laughs> speaking of suck <laughs> the cardinals remembered that they want the first round pick and that the bears suck too so they were like you know what let's go back to the status quo and only not even pinch the rams who yeah. are outperforming what anybody thought they were going to do. They look pretty good, the Rams. This one was funny. This was also kind of a tale of two halves for the Rams. In the first half, they couldn't really move the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they also seemed like they had their hands full with Josh Dobbs, who's always out here running Man. around. Yeah, it seems like a headache. Um, but in the second half, they handed the ball off to um, – Kyron Williams just over and over and over. 20 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. This opened up the passing game, obviously. Uh, before you knew it, Cooper Cup had 148 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Car- Cardinals continue to look feisty in the beginning of games, but they just don't have the it. weapons to keep it up. Um, I feel bad nah, for Joshua Dobbs, to be honest. But yeah. I will say this. At the very least, this season – uh, personally, for him, he has definitely played himself into mm-hmm. having a long, financially yeah. lucrative career as a backup quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think anyone's going to sit here and think they can build a team around him, but he's definitely going to command some top-tier backup money for sure. What might happen is he might, like, you got to be secure in your quarterback before you add him to your team. So he'd right. have to go to a team that's like, I don't know, Chargers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, we know Justin Herbert is not going anywhere. Or like Chiefs. Right. And like Henny kind of rode the wave. Sure. And then they bring him in when they're blowing somebody out and he holds it down. Or like a, he's dinged up. Mahomes dinged up. Oh, bring in. I would the, agree with that. Henny. Yeah. yeah. But you get speaking some of, struggling. Speaking I'm, of top tier backups, the Jets, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Shout out to the Jets, man. <laughs> Man, I I hate them with a deep passion that burns within, but I still gotta root for them a little bit, man. Huh? I was I this was almost my upset of the week last week when I was like, I want to, but it's the Jets, and you just can't put any stock in Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson stayed out of the way and let the defense do what it do, and they end up winning the game twenty to fourteen uh, with Jalen Hurts coming down to earth, man. He was like MVP candidate, and then they confused him, man. Saleh leaned on that defense like they should be doing and just ugly, mucked it up and won the game. Keeping them in the, it seems like the key to beating the Eagles, keep them in third and longer than three so they don't get in that fucking tush push and manhandle you. And, yeah. And uh, yeah. so the 1972 Dolphins did rejoice for the oh, final man. two unbeaten teams <laughs> fell on their swords in the yes. same week. Good for you, Jets fans, who think that you're 
like the most tortured franchise in the history of football, you got to win. I'm happy yeah. for you. They're three and three um, too. They're three and three yep. up here with a wild card. The shots at the wild card without Aaron Rodgers. That Jets D came to play. They bottled without up the run. They're starting cornerbacks. Yep. And they bottled up the run. Um, and even though my man, former Bulldog John Jerry Swift, did have a touchdown, <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about that. Okay. <laughs> it's not about that. Okay. Not about it. Okay. Okay. And they only sacked Jalen Hurts twice, but they had, they were, pre- they, they mm. were, I think they had like 12. 13 pressures, which obviously contributed to him throwing those three interceptions. Zach Wilson was average as fuck. He got sacked five times, held onto the ball too long as usual. Yeah. But it didn't matter because the D just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming all night long. Um, you know. It, over and they, over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. They gave up two touchdowns in the first half, and then the Eagles held uh, – or the, the Jets held the Eagles to a second-half shutout. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jalen Hurts threw the worst interception of the day. Yeah, it was yeah, so it was bad. bad. It was he just stared him down and was like, "Is this you want? <laughs> you want this? Here, yeah. take it." You want like, what, you what want is? this? You said, I'm, I'm, "Hold on now, let me make it. Let me lob it to you now. I don't want you to drop it." For the Eagles, I feel the same way as I do for the 49ers. Yeah, you I, lost the game. Yeah. You lost the game. We all knew you would take it, use it, learn from it. Losing in week six, probably the best thing that could happen to a team like this, you know, who kind of already looked like they were on. They already looked like they were on cruise control a little bit. You know, it's like, come on, it's, wake up. They guys. started the season on cruise control. Like they've been squeaking out games all season. So mm-hmm. not surprised. Ben, I've been trying. I've been trying to call it. I've been calling mm-hmm. upsets the last two weeks with the Eagles. And then. Uh, <laughs> well, they're going to get tested next good. week. Just, yeah, they're going to lose to the Dolphins, too. So they're going to have a two-game losing streak. It's going to be crazy. Mm. Little history here. First time in Jets history they have managed to beat the Eagles. Ever. Wow. Ever. Ever. Wow. Previously 0-13 versus the Eagles. They don't play each other. You are play. trash! <laughs> they, they only play, play every each other four every years. four years or something. Yeah, yeah, they play every four years. But now it's going to be more frequently. Because it's a 17th game where you're at NFC, and then if they end up mm. on the same tier, which they probably won't because they're the Jets. So, <laughs> <laughs> as long as the Eagles are good, they don't have to worry about playing. Them. <laughs> <laughs> then we got the uh, Buffalo Bills trying to take an L two. New York was ready to celebrate. They I almost, know. they almost, they should have, they should have lost this game. Buffalo, I agree. Yeah. Squeaked it out, and uh, Brian Dable is getting on my motherfucking nerves a little bit. Mm. He's getting on my nerves, and it was why, the backup why, quarterback. Why though? Do you are you you mean like the way he kind of laid into Tyrod Taylor there for? Yeah, it's like like for the uh, for him like checking into the run or whatever. Yeah, you're the fucking coach. You're the play. You, they called. They called the play. And say, well, they, uh, did what they, they, they think always... he checked into a run. So it's like, yeah, they probably gave him three plays. Don't give him anything but runs. I mean, but passes. Like what? Yeah, don't tell him. Don't don't run the ball. You're the coach. Like at some point, coach, you got to take responsibility. I, I don't know the 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 body language on the sidelines of uh, him and uh, what other coach was it? I was just talking about 
that was on the sidelines, uh, just moping around. Yeah, I forget. Because if I'm, I I gotta say I I feel for Tyrod Taylor because I like yeah. if I was a backup quarterback and I knew I had Saquon Barkley standing behind me and I only needed one yard. Right, I'm giving the ball to I'm giving the ball to Saquon. Uh, I'm not okay. I'm not going to try to throw that shit. I'm like, here, you take it. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, they, but if they, I'm need just the saying, like, stop, I understand why he yeah. checked into the run. I like, it, it makes a lot of sense. But if the if you need the clock to to stop, yeah, or yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's the stuff yeah. you tell him. You got sure. thirty seconds to talk to him in his ear. Fucking tell him. That being said, the Bills got so lucky here. Yes. I mean, not. And they that got pass, away with a pass interference. They got. But that's yeah. what I mean. That pass interference at the end. I mean, they got the pass interference call that got him all the way down mm-hmm. there. And then they and just then didn't call the next one. On the very next play, the guy had. I mean, he had two handfuls. Yeah. Of uh, Darren Waller's jersey, and it's like, how do you not? I get that you feel like, oh, am I going to call two pass interferences in a row? But it's like. It's a fucking penalty. Like, call yeah, it. It is like, what it is, man. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm I'm fucking pissed. It is what it is. It is what it is. The refs need to be saying that too, man. It is what it is, mm. and call that shit. It's it's getting it's annoying when the and like the uh, what was it that guy that pitch that they had in the Patriots Dolphins game when they pitched mm. the ball back and then the lineman mm. gets it and then or uh, Gasecki pitches it back to the lineman and then he's rumbling forward. He goes down like half a yard short, and they turn the ball over. They lose the game, and everybody's like, "Ah, you got to just give it to him." What the fuck? I don't know if you remember that. It was early yeah, in the season, second that. game of the season or something like that. Yeah. What do you mean, just give it to him? That's not how it goes. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, you call it, call the play as it is. But yeah, the Bills squeaking out another one. They're they're lose, missing these players on their defense, and it's showing. But I mean, I, they still held them to nine points. But it is it's the Giants too. Yeah. The Giants really missed their star quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we got the uh, final game. Uh, I'm all caught up now. Chargers play the Cowboys. The Cowboys win 2017. Surprisingly, Justin Herbert threw the ball away at the end of the game. But And the game ends fittingly with M- Micah Parsons. Uh, and uh, who made this the interception? The guy used to play for the uh, for the for the Bills. Mm. Who, who makes the interception? I forget. Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore, yeah, yeah. He makes the pick at the end. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this is what we've been talking about. Brandon Staley. I knew damn well there's no way he was going. It was like <laughs> this was the uh, wasn't this the hot seat bowl we call this one? Yeah. It looks like Staley's seat is hotter. Yeah, ne- neither team really bathed yeah, no, themselves no. in glory in this no. one. Um, we were expecting a barn burner. We did not. No, I didn't get expect that. the barn burner. Uh, a lot of people were predicting this would be an offensive explosion. No, uh, but they are who we thought they were. But you know, when an offensive coordinator goes up against his old team. Yeah, it tends to be overlooked that mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator on his old team, yeah, probably knows him better than tendencies. anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, we know uh, your tendencies. He's like, oh, he's gonna run a fucking screen here. Yeah, so Dan Quinn was 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 definitely on top of it. And yeah. He had his boys ready to play. Uh, 
against Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley. You forgot the, um, his, his uh, nickname, Kellen Punchable Face Moore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know anyone with a more punchable face. <laughs> Austin Eckler was back, but he Ooh. didn't do shit. No, but I like I like the way he was running though. Yeah, well, he had some, he had some some spots. It was like, oh shit, he's back. He but. only ran for twenty seven <laughs> yards. I mean, it's like was it a pass? Well, what was I saw some? Uh, he did. Yeah, he he had some. He added he, element to the offense that's been missing. He he did have one nice run that was off of a pass. It was like a twenty eight yard. Yeah, uh, it was good to see him back out there, man. Yeah, I mean, they finally got the ball to Ceedee Lamb. The Cowboys did one hundred seventeen <laughs> yeah. yards. Yeah, too big. Yeah. Um, not really sure. That Pollard, uh, that Pollard catch and run mm-hmm. when uh, Dak was kind of improvising. Dak didn't throw any picks, by the way. But Dak was improvising, rolls out uh, to the right a bit, and then throws it right over the middle. And Pollard just did the rest, man. Mm. It was a really dope touchdown. Mm. Oh, did that yeah. not count as a touchdown? No. Was it? it was like a 60-yard. They counted it as a 60-yard reception. Oh, okay. I thought it like was a touchdown. Fucking two-yard pass yeah he's a bad man Pollard. i like Pollard a, good a lot game. man i thought he scored a touchdown on that that sucks mm. Mm. then you give him the ball let him run it in what the fuck yeah i don't know but uh 20 to 17 in the end and uh I, they say herbert has so many um comeback wins but every time i watch them he like throws it away at the end of the game mm. So maybe I'm bad luck for the Chargers. Yeah, I kind of I felt like they were going to have the advantage in this one because I mean they were coming off of the bye week and Mm. that's what happens with good coaches. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Never underestimate how bad a coach can be. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but that was a wrap up of the season. Uh, Flip them and pick them. I got you this week by one. Eight to seven. Eight to, eight to seven, baby. Man, you got lucky, man. The two games that I picked wrong, I picked and flip and pick them. Uh, and I'm it's fifty to forty three right now. You still you still hanging in there, bro? Mm hmm. Sight. Yeah. So that's it, man. We can go on to the uh, the brisket and friends superlatives. Nice. Our. Uh, my favorite meal at the at Brisket and Friends is the the pork belly. Mm. And so I'm gonna call it my real my pork belly my Brisket and Friends pork belly real MVP. <laughs> 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 I think that's my new thing, man. I'm gonna figure out which uh, Brisket and Friends thing I like the most. Um, but the my Brisket and Friends pork belly. Real MVP is the Jets defense, man. Nice. They've been at it all year, chugging along as their offense has been flaccid. Mm. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to want that. They're not going to want that. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, the offense has been coming out like the last bit of toothpaste in the tube. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's, been, that's been the Jets offense. But – the the defense doesn't care, man. And if we look at it, they've they beat the Bills already, and and then they come out uh, this week and shock everybody and beat the Eagles. It's not like 
their victories are against shitty teams. And they damn near beat the Chiefs too. Yeah, damn near beat the Chiefs. It's like they are that defense is carrying it along and I'm I'm glad that they're hanging their hat on the defense and the fact that they did it without their starting corners still figured out a way to win. I gotta say, uh Jets defense. You the real MVP. All right, my pork belly, brisket and friends, MVP of the week. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns defense. Mm, look at us. For, for not only beating the seemingly unbeatable San Francisco 49ers, knocking mm. out some of their key players in the process, but also for playing and winning the psychological warfare battle, moving in and unpacking all their shit to live rent-free in the genius brain of Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) The Browns held the 49ers to the lowest yards in the Shanahan era. They stared down the barrel of all those weapons, and they beat them down with a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. (laughs) And end-to-end, my favorite part, they spooked the genius on what should have been the 49ers' game-winning drive. Purdy's moving the ball with ease. They still have... 40-something seconds left on the clock. Instead of running another play to try to get a little closer, knowing he still had timeouts in his pocket, Shanahan instructs Purdy to spike the ball on second and seven with nine seconds left, Mm, only to watch his rookie kicker, Jake Moody, miss wide right on what was the third. He kicked, kicked a field goal on third down. A kicker that Shanahan drafted in the third or fourth round, I can't remember, to replace Robbie Gold, (laughs) who is only the ninth best kicker in NFL history by way of percentage success. Come on, Skip. And you pulled all this out, (laughs) got the victory with P.J. Walker under center just to make it even more embarrassing. Thank you, Cleveland Browns, for resuscitating my Kyle Shanahan is not a genius take (laughs) because it's back from the dead, baby. Jim Schwartz, the Browns D.C., owns Kyle Shanahan, 9-1 all time. So, Schwartzy and the Browns defense, you are my real You're the real MVP. (laughs) Wow. Wow, any chance you get to get some cow shit in hate. I love it. <laughs> I have a side MVP. Okay. Falcons defensive end Calais Campbell celebrates his 100th his 100th career sack by donating $100,000 to all of the teachers and institutions that helped him along the way throughout his life. Wow. He went to the U. Yeah. So on Monday, the 37-year-old announced he'll give 25 teachers in Phoenix, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Atlanta, each of them uh, four NFL cities where he played. He's donating $5,000 to those classrooms. Oh, uh, and I then he's Denver. To each one. <laughs> and then educators in Denver, where he went to high school, and Miami, where he went to college, will receive $20,000 to assist in their oh. classrooms. It's an initiative that he called the 100 Sack Give Back, uh, mm. coordinated with. Kids in Need Foundation and Calais Campbell's CRC Foundation, which is committed to building up community through teaching and critical life skills to young people. Is Brett Favre involved? I certainly hope not. (laughs) (laughs) $100,000 going right in that motherfucker's pocket. (laughs) Yo, uh, my trash. Mm. I don't know if you want to hear this, bro. My trash is Arthur Smith. Mm. Oh, I do we, want to hear this. We all reflect on that Tua benching 
from his second year for Fitzmagic. The coach sees, or believes wrong or not, believes that this is the best chance for my team to win. He's not going to do it for me. Let me get the guy in there that can do it for me or try it. It worked once, didn't work the other time. Uh, but the coach put the team before the ego and the hurt feelings that could possibly happen for the quarterback. And I feel like Arthur Smith did not do that. Desmond Ritter was not ready to continue that game. And he proved it by coming out and losing the game that was offered up like a sacrificial lamb multiple times by the mm. commanders who had no interest in winning this game. And Desmond Ritter was like, no, you take it, sir. <laughs> they kept trying to give this game away and should have been saved from himself by Arthur Smith, who didn't do it. And because of that dumbass decision and what I consider a, de- a decision uh, last year, to not figure out what he's got, and now he's figuring it out, and it might be his own demise. Uh, I got to say that at least this week, Arthur Smith. You are trash. Agreed. Uh, let's see. Owner of the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper, is no stranger to this segment. Nah, yeah, that's true. We have talked about the brass ball plaque. We talked about how he bought a business rival's home just so he could tear it down. Mm. Um, he's always in some kind of fight with the city of Charlotte over building a new facility. Uh, and now we have learned through an interview with head coach Frank Reich that Tepper has been taking old Frank out to the woodshed after their 0-5 oh, yeah. start. Uh, everyone and their mother knew that this was going to be a tough year. Mm-hmm. With a lot of growing pains, but Tepper apparently has made it clear to his head coach that he feels the Panthers should be in win-now mode. After trading away their best player last year. Mm. <laughs> I was like, what? David Tepper, listen, you are six weeks into a total rebuild. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders is your lead running back. Adam Thielen is somehow your best offensive weapon. Mm. And your offensive line is a pile of hot, stinky dog doo-doo that can't even protect Bryce Young, the most yeah. historically tiny quarterback <laughs> ever in the NFL. And the rest of the roster, who you know probably couldn't even beat a high school football team at this point, doesn't exactly <laughs> strike fear into your opponents. Owners meddling in... In football business, never works. History shows that, and you are no different. There are multiple reports confirming that it was Tepper who stepped in and forced the GM to take Bryce Young when Frank Reich had made it clear that he wanted C.J. Stroud. Wow. Tepper, you're simply not a football guy. You're a businessman who spent millions of dollars just so that you could pretend to be a football guy go be a businessman let the football guys take care of football decisions david tepper i'm starting to think that the only reason that you made a plaque out of your balls is because your dick is so embarrassingly small <laughs> fuck this dude he is trash fuck that guy Get him out of my face you are trash Ooh-wee. i love it shit got learned my shit got learned is oh you want to go first go ahead doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I I, uh, go ahead. All right. Deshaun Watson is a horrible teammate. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I had these suspicions before, but I feel like it's been confirmed. And everybody talks about the allegations, sexual harassment. We all know if they smoke this fire, I believe the guy was guilty. Whatever. They did the settlement and got it off. But as a football player, as a teammate, I think this guy has been showing us all along and now has confirmed that he only cares about Deshaun Watson. And that's not the type of teammate that I want. And I think it's so great that the Browns won a game against the best team in the NFL without him to show him how little his 200 and something crazy contract really means to winning. Because he put himself before the team again after being cleared by the doctors for the second week in a row to play and choosing not to play. He was didn't want to be in Houston uh, and was under contract and just decided not to play his last year there. Left his team out to dry to have a shitty season just because he had basically a year-long temper tantrum while allegations are out there that you're a creep. Mm. The one thing you could have done was show that bit of character by being a good teammate despite the character that's shown by being a predator. And it's just, I don't know, man. It seems like horrible person was the first thing, but don't be a horrible teammate, man. Now you just look like a horrible <laughs> human being all around. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just so disgusting to me. And that was the, the shit guy. I did not know that he was healthy and just mm. decided not to play two weeks in a row. Mm. Fuck that guy, man. That was the shit that got learned for me is that this dude, obviously, man, Cleveland's going to regret this for a long time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, shit that I learned. I got to say, I know that there are people out there who are tired of this whole Taylor Swift narrative. Mm. Um, for me, I am a thousand percent more tired of everything New York Jets narrative. <laughs> uh, Roger snaps his Achilles four weeks uh, mm. or four snaps into the season. And I feel like the Jets are still the lead block discussion on every yeah. sports media show out there. Yeah. And I get it. You haven't won a Super Bowl uh, since the first time we landed on the moon. But, hey, there there <laughs> are still teams out there that have never even been mm. to a Super Bowl, much less won one. The only reason your team is even the least bit relevant is because of where you are geographically located. <laughs> You're not the only team in the NFL that feels like they can't have nice things. Let it go. Okay, you're an average football team that won a football game um, this week that you normally probably should have lost. Congratulations, but you get far too much media coverage, and I'm getting more than a little tired of having to hear about it every time I fucking turn on the TV. Mm. Damn. Who's your scariest AFC team? Fins up, baby. Dolphins. Fins, huh? I feel like I want to say the Dolphins, but... I feel like it might be the Chiefs, man, because their defense is balling and they're winning games, and it feels like we've only seen the beginning. And when that offense kicks in, it'll be right in time for the playoffs. So hmm. a little scared, man. A little scary hmm. that they're winning even though they're not looking great. So hmm. I got to put the Chiefs. Who's your uh, – I mean, my NFC team is still the 49ers. Hmm. As long as – if they get back healthy – because they lost the game, but they also were missing two star pieces. And uh, 
it's probably Brock Purdy's worst <clears throat> game. So I got to still go with the 49ers, man. I feel like it should probably still be the 49ers, but given not just the loss, but also the injuries, it feels like the dam could really start to break here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions this week as mm. my scariest NFC team. All right. I'm glad you mentioned that because the person I'm putting spec on the name, Dan motherfucking Campbell, man. Doubted him from the get-go since the you had me at the kneecaps. <laughs> he was talking about biting kneecaps off. I was like, this dude is this rah-rah only bullshit. And it seems like it's both, man. It's rah-rah, but it's putting together, like it's a true leader, putting together the team of personnel that you need and going out here and getting the guys motivated and kicking ass. And even if they lose, you know you've been in a fight type of thing. So I like what they're doing. I like that. I also like that it's not only the alpha male shit. He does mm. subscribe to the alpha male shit. That's who he is. But you could tell that he's got the the beta in there too. And mm. it's working. What he's doing is working. Even since ever since firing that defensive uh, backs coach. It seems like they've been rolling ever since, and kudos to them because I was a doubter, and now I'm putting some spec on uh, Mr. Dan Campbell's name. Put some respect on my name. Uh, You and I are kind of on the same page this week with this. Uh, Again, like I said last week, I I regret not believing in them at the beginning of the season. I am also here to put some spec on Dan Campbell's name. Uh, A lot of people think that he's like some sort of meat shaped clown who is just a walking quote machine talking about biting off kneecaps and walking Mm. around the training facility with a actual lion on a chain, (laughs) a big ass chain, (laughs) but he's so much more than that. Um, so much more than what people give him credit for. These lions are five and one. Mm. They've won their last four by a combined 60 points. When they win, they do so by at least two touchdowns usually. Uh, They beat the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs in week one. They have the fourth best defense in the league, top uh, fourth best offense in the league, top seven defense in the league. They've started every game this year with top players either injured or inactive, but they don't make any excuses. They go out and they handle their business week after week. Going back to last year, the Lions are 13 and three in their last 16 games. Which means that Dan Campbell and company have taken one of the most historically tortured and irrelevant teams in NFL history in less than two years, and they've turned them into a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And I think it's way past time that all the haters put some spec on this man's name. Put some respect on my name. Wow. Man, I respect you, Skiff, as well. Right. We're out here dropping it hot like Steve dropping Smith. It like, dropping it like <laughs> Steve Smith. Steve Smith got the fire in me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The fire you're in me. You're not week. a third tier podcaster. No, sir. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a third tier podcaster. Nothing. No, I sir. ain't none of that Jerry Judy shit over here, boy. No tier one, baby. <laughs> man, thank y'all for checking this episode out of uh, SpinFL Week Six in the books. We'll be back with some Week Seven predictions. It has been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, sorry. What's Fan of Hell? We'll holler at y'all uh, very soon. Peace. Ooh.
later, y'all.